Welcome to the best breakup ever. It's Emily. It's Ryan. It's Remy. So, I'm tired, you guys. It's been a long work week. It is Monday, but it feels like it has been a long week because, well, I've worked consecutively, like, all month. I know. I did 13 of the past 15 days. That was fun. My last show got out at, like, 2.30 in the morning. And if you're busy, I'm busy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We all work together, too, so that... Do we even mention that on any of our previous podcasts? Hey, everybody, we all work together, too. Yeah, like, not only, not just on the podcast, but, like, in our real-life jobs also. Yes, I mean, we really should say, like, we genuinely are best friends. Like, every part of our lives really is kind of intertwined in some way. Not romantically. Not romantically. Not romantically. You guys have that part covered. I've got my own part covered. Yeah. You know. We're all happy. No, not yet. Okay, okay. We may have the but best we will. get together soon. No, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're not going to jinx anything on the show yet. Okay. It's been great so far. Let's keep it going. But work related, yes, is actually coincidental because that's what we're talking about. Work breakups today. Work breakups today. Yep. So yeah, just like any other breakup, romantic or as we talked about, like a friendship breakup. So yeah, it's not romantic. But other than that, we have every other part of our lives that are all intertwined with one another and. Work is definitely one of them, yep. and today we're going to talk about these work breakups. But we haven't broken up. We're no. all still together at work. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly sh- sometimes. <laughs> but it works itself out. But we've each all had our own experiences in the matter. Absolutely. Um, have you guys ever, like, well, work breakups would be what? Quitting a job or getting fired, right? Quitting, right? fired, laid off. Right, because getting fired, yeah, getting laid off, those are like being broken up with. Okay. Or breaking up with, if you're the well, one quitting. Well, if you're the one quitting, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what's your best breakup? Uh, I have two. I have two. I'll start, I'll start with a small one. Uh, I was working for an event company, and they things were going particularly well. They wanted to keep me on for much longer, and at the time, I did not have a have a car. And let's pause for a second. In Mm -hmm. case people haven't listened before, tell us what you do for work. Sure, that's fair. Uh, I am a magician for a living, and at the time I was really trying to get my name as a magician, so I was working at every event I could possibly get my hands on or feet into, which implies my hands and feet were going to events and the rest of me was not. It's besides the point. So I would try to get all these events for this company that I was working for, and they invested in me and bought me a car, which was cool. Not like a company car, like it was my own car. And then within a month, I totaled the car. Not my fault. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Girlfriend and I broke up, actually, uh, coincidentally enough. Oh, worst yeah, breakup Allie Stoner. and best breakup altogether. Allie Stoner, we, we had uh, broken up, and I was moving out of her house. When I got into a car accident, so all my stuff was also impacted, which was fun. Uh, Then I couldn't work, and uh, he and I had a falling out, we'll say, from that point forward, because he had bought me a car for me to get to work, which I could no longer go. But then I found out that he was cheating, he was sleeping with somebody, he was dating somebody, one of my friends, and was cheating on her. So then I called him out on that. We all just kind of stopped working together as a whole. And you would consider that one of your best breakups <sighs> from work? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Because that sounds pretty awful. 
That's so the direction I was going. Bad yeah. breakup. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now I see what you mean by best breakups, the ones that I stayed friends with. Right. That's what you're talking that's about. That's what I meant by like a best breakup. Although that's a hey, great viewers. breakup story. They're listeners, I guess. Yeah, you guys are not you viewers. Y'all yes. are listeners. Uh, listeners, I apologize for that little detour now. Uh, <laughs> we'll answer the other question, which is what is your best breakup? You know, as a magician in, in this industry, you get a lot of people that can't believe you're a full-time magician. And there was one client that really stuck out. I said, uh, you know, this is my rate. And she said, why am I going to pay you for that? Nobody should be a full-time magician. So she ended up hiring somebody else. And when she asked, or, you know, when I asked her who she hired, she told me, and I gave the person a glowing review. I said, you know, that's awesome. You're going to do great with him. He's a good fit for your event. And uh, she didn't hire me. But that email actually said enough that she ended up hiring me again the following year. Because she couldn't believe that somebody was able to actually turn and say, hey, great for you for hiring somebody else that was in your budget. You know, fantastic. Mm. Huh. So at the time, it was a breakup, but then I guess they came back. There was a, ret- a re-return. A re-return? Well, a return. I guess so. Right? So the re-return, she would have had to come back twice. So she hired sure. you again? No, just one time. But that was that second time. Should we tweet her or something? What's her name? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you enjoy the party? Was mm. it a good one? I did. It was a fun for? party. It was It was a fun party. Uh, nothing really too substantial. It was like some old person's home in Palm Beach. Oh. Nothing spectacular. But a fun party, nonetheless. I mean, nothing bad happened, so. Have you ever had a breakup, like a work breakup during an event? Like, you were doing magic, and people were like, no more magic. Or you were like, F this party. No, I can't remember one, but I can remember specific people at events. Like, recently I walked up to a group, and I was like, hey, I'm the magician here. And they're like, oh, we have boyfriends. And I was like, that's cool. I'm still the magician here. <laughs> and they're like, we have boyfriends. Please walk away. So I left, and I started doing other shows. Like, oh, let us see. And I was like, uh, I have a girlfriend. Please leave. That's nice. amazing. Yeah, that made me pretty happy that they came around. That's great. Yeah. Entitled people. That's another thing we have a lot of entitled people. But anyway, that's for another show. <laughs> we could break up with them. Um, so Ryan, what about you? Did you have a best breakup ever? I don't know, man. I was really thinking about this one, and I was like, "What can I say? What can I say? Who is it that I have had the best breakup with?" And I'm gonna say probably the military. Because <laughs> okay. when your what, time is up, what branch of the up. military? The United States Air Force, but they all sort of do the same kind of thing in that way, in that sense. Um, but I was in the Air Force. Uh, it was from 93 to 97. And it was very much a learning experience in my life. And when it was time to say goodbye, it was time to say goodbye. Your time was up and you moved along and everybody does it. So you're not, not you know, it's not like, oh, what's happening? You know, it, it happens, you know, so... Were you was, sad to leave? I was sad, you know, but it was, you know, like bittersweet because I get to go move on to the next stage of my life or whatever. And you also get to see it, like, several times. Like, I'm sure you got to see people over your time yeah. there leaving. So yeah. you're like, all right, this is what it looks like from our yeah. side. Finally get to experience their side. Right. Right. Like going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Okay, sure. I mean, I guess you do kind of sign up for both. Right? Well, you know, no, if you I commit mean, a crime, you do kind of sign up for the in, for the possibility of going to jail. That's true. Yeah. But it's very different than defending our country, and I hope I'm not offending anybody on <laughs> the joke. Thank you. I support <laughs> our troops. <laughs> but, um, 
That's my story. What is yours, Emily? Well, wait, that was your best breakup. Yeah. What's did we your all worst? say our worst already? Well, Remy oh, did. no, I did not go over my worst. That was yeah. just a bad oh, one. Oh, that was just a bad one. That was just good. a bad one. That yeah. was the name of the That's worst. That's what I figured. He oh, only man. said one, so okay. I'm like, I think I, we're going good right now. I thought you had done two. Okay. I did do two, but that wasn't the, the bad one that I said was not the worst. It was just a... Oh, well, I didn't want to skip anybody. All right, well, then I... Yeah, it's your turn. I have a really good one. Like, a, a nice one. A nice so, one? Yeah, like a nice okay. one. Um, so I, my first job out of college was for a little PR firm. It's called Haber and Quinn. And I say this at every chance I get, right? Like every chance I get, I'm like, big hello to Jerry Haber and John Quinn. They're like my work parents. I feel like I grew up with them. I was there for a long time. I was there for like almost 10 years. I was with that firm. And I even left at one point, like in a not so nice breakup. No, it was still nice, but I was like, listen, I'm going to spread my wings and fly. I'm like a teenager now in this, in this family of, Maybe not R. Kelly. That's not like a great reference <laughs> nowadays, right? But um, <laughs> so I was there. I had been there straight out of college. I'd been there for a while. They taught me everything that I knew in PR. I was like, I'm going to leave and go go to a different firm. And I went to a different firm, and I had a terrible breakup with them. Um, not my worst breakup ever, so I'll just throw that one in there. I went to another firm. I was there. The owner was... What firm? I, I don't want to say it on That's fair. air. Um, but they were a, a local firm. It was a rhyming game. <laughs> the owner of the firm um, was Israeli, which I have nothing against. My family is Israel. Just let me rewind. Okay. <laughs> we should back up. And back up a little bit. awful. I'm carrying mail to the military. <laughs> so the owner of the firm was she and I have very different personality types. Let's just go with that. That's very diplomatic. And it, thank you. And she used to like yell at me and everybody, like everybody and myself included, when things wouldn't go right. And that seemed to be like every day that she felt like something was going right. So every day she was yelling. And I simply just don't do well in a situation where people are yelling. And she spoke in another language as well. I don't want to say anything because I feel like people might know who she is. Um, but she would yell at me in another language, so I didn't know what she was saying, which was problematic, because then I didn't know what I was doing wrong, and I dealt with that for a couple of months, and then... Yeah, that's, that's like... It was rough. Like, it, and she would, I had a cubicle, so there was, like, one opening, and she would just stand at the doorway of the cubicle and yell in another language, and I was like, God, okay, this is enough. So one day, after I got in trouble for, like... Again, something I wasn't even sure exactly what I did wrong. She started yelling at me, and I just stood up, took the key off my key ring, placed it down on the desk, and I walked out. Never came back again. And that was that was when I went back to Haber and Quinn. And I went back, and I was like, please take me home. <laughs> like, like the teenager who had run away. And I came back, and I was like, please take me home. And they were like, come here, we're family. And they gave me hugs. And I was there for a while longer. And then eventually that firm... Um, merged with another big firm, RBB, and Jerry and John Haber had the opportunity to either, um, to, to let us all go and really make a bigger profit in the acquisition or to include us in the deal and make sure we all had secure jobs. And they legitimately like made sure we all had secure jobs and took care of everybody there at the firm. And I cried my eyeballs out having to leave Haber and Quinn because I just, I loved that family and they were really like a family. 
But that was that was like a great, a horribly heartbreaking, <laughs> but great job breakup. And then, of course, I went to RBB, and I they they were amazing. And I don't even think I would have a PR firm now if it wasn't for Haber and Quinn and RBB and all the experience there. So yeah, that was my good breakup. Yep. Shout out Haber and Quinn and RBB. Yeah, like honestly, like and anybody who's looking for PR and doesn't want to hire Muggsy PR. Or, you know, if we're not the right fit, check out RBB because they're an amazing firm as well. They're there in Miami, and we're all about collaboration, not competition. So, yeah. Oh, I'm that's a cute. Big shout heard out. That. You never heard me say? Oh, I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. collaboration, not collaboration, competition. Collaboration, not competition. That's cute. Absolutely. I've said for a long time, we're not sharks, we're dolphins. Like, we're friendly, we're intelligent, we don't need to. And a little like, rapey? I don't think I'm rapey. Maybe a little Dolphins are a little rapey. Maybe a little sexy. No, I know. Dolphins are a little rapey, but that's not the part I equate our firm (laughs) to. But we rape the competition. (laughs) 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 You know why I'm making faces right now? Because I'm the one that's got to edit all this. Oh, no, we're going to keep this in. We're keeping the rapey part. This is why we shouldn't probably record when we're tired but this is what happens when you work all the time and that's what we're doing but right now we love what we do so we don't mind working all the time these are the problems we want to have these yes i love that saying he said that the other day and i'm like yes these are the problems we want to have we wished for these problems Mm -hmm. at one point we were like this is where i want to be in my career so you have to remember that now we're we're here and now we're here and now we're like making a second career a side hustle with our podcast that may not ever make us a penny but you know what i don't care you get to hang out do something more productive than watching TV while we hang out. Yep. So if that was your best breakup, yeah. right, started you on your entire career path to here. Yes. What, what was your worst your breakup? Worst. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, that's a good question. So I have a couple of pretty bad breakups. Got your limitations up yet? No? I, I don't want to name names on anything, really. <laughs> really. Um, all right, one that was a te- like just like a bad day and a bad breakup. So I worked at a seafood restaurant uh, here in South Florida, and I was a terrible waitress. Like, I <laughs> it's ter- I know that's terrible to say, right? But I was. I mean, it's honest. It's honest. Aware. Know thyself, right? I am not meant to serve people in that manner. I was bad at it. I couldn't remember the orders. I couldn't, like, I didn't like carrying the heavy trays all around and trying to get through doors and not knock into people. I'm clumsy as can be. It just was not for me. And I worked at a seafood restaurant. I had gone in that day. I had only been there, like, a little while, but I went in that day. I had set up the kitchen in a specific way, the way I always did, and I put the tartar sauce in one place and the ranch dressing in another place. And this guy ordered a salad with ranch dressing. I went in the back. I'm moving pretty quick. You know where this is going. I'm moving real fast. Somebody had moved the things around on my station, and I served him a salad covered in tartar sauce. Mm. Now, he ate it, so, like, that's on him. But he wasn't happy about it. (laughs) And then, like, I got in trouble. So then I had gotten in trouble. And so I'm in the back, and I got in trouble. I was shaken because I felt bad. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to mess up at work. Oh, and then goodness. I'm carrying this whole tray, and it's, I mean, it's a seafood restaurant, so I've got clam chowder and seafood and just all kinds of, like, fishy-smelling stuff on the tray. And I walk out from the back, and I come around, and the guy says something to me. And, of course, I want to, you know, be good to my customer that I just messed up his stuff. I turn around. I answer his question. I turn back around, and the gentleman in front of me had pushed his chair out. 
which I then knocked into, and I knocked the entire tray of all the fish-smelling <laughs> stuff and all the fish soup and all of it all over myself, and I was covered, like covered in fish, and I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this. Like, this is horrible. And I went in the back, and I was just like, no, like, take all this fish smelling to just go. And I just left. I left. I was done, and I walked out. So that was definitely, like, a bad one. Wow. Um, And that's when I say it's, like, one of my bad ones because I don't usually just walk out. And I've just told two stories where I didn't give two weeks notice. But I usually do. I'm really responsible normally. The ones that got away. So what about you, Remy? Remuel. Remuel. What was your worst job breakup? Oh, this one, this was recent. This is actually so recent, it still hurts a little bit. Yeah, the whole burlesque community thing. Oh, that was a pretty yeah, bad breakup. that was pretty rough. This so, is some hot goss, too, if you guys... This is really hot goss? <laughs> that's, that's what we're going with? Yeah. All right, that's fine. So, I'm totally going to name names. Is that cool? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I got one name to name. I literally I have, have one name to name, that's all. So, uh, I get a call from somebody, and they said, hey, uh, we need a burlesque performer for this Saturday. Do you know anybody? And I said, yeah. I know somebody. I connected them with three different people. One of them confirmed the gig. That was all I had to do. Monday, I start getting these, like, hate posts on my page talking about how I am secretly booking, or no, sorry, how I tricked a burlesque performer of color into working for some sort of cabaret burlesque circus thing that apparently had been blacklisted in the community. So I tried to explain that I did not work for them, and nobody seemed to really care, and I noticed that most of the people that were saying stuff by most, I mean, all of the people that were saying things were people I just did not know and did not know me, which was fine, because how are they going to know anything else about me? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, I only got into hosting burlesque shows and into the burlesque scene because a troupe needed a MC. The only reason I ever got into it is because I was at a show, the MC never showed up, and I jumped in to cover it. Is that one of my shows? Yeah, that was at the Catalina, Carolina... Oh, yeah, the that Catalina. That was my first show. The MC never oh, showed. Holy, right. And I jumped in huh. to save the show. Yeah. That was how I entered the burlesque community. That was a great show. That was a great show. It was a bad, it was a weird venue because we had the pool right in front of us. So we and had I the, had to do my hair over diners. So yeah, like that was, doing my hair. that was the last show that we did with Betty Pickle. Yeah. Yeah. That? No, I, she did. I, I think we maybe did one more show did. after that, but. Yeah. So that was how I entered the community, was trying to help the, the community. And then I started getting, like, shunned by people that didn't know me, so that was fine. And then I see that I'm tagged in a post from Vita Devoid saying, what's with all this red velvet burlesque fuckery? So I message her. I was just going to say, for people who don't know, Vita is actually pretty well known within the community, especially down here in South Florida. So that's one that you do have to kind of pay attention when she posted. When she says something, people actually listen. So I found that she's posting about it, so I send her a message, and I'm like, hey, you know, this is what happened behind the scenes. And she says, oh, thank you for clearing that up. People are dragging your name through the dirt. I said, by people, you are dragging my name through the dirt. And she proceeded to not say anything else about it. Not, like, to me. She still kept on on the pages and kept pushing it telling people that she had confirmation, that there were screenshots, and blah, 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 
keep in mind this entire time I'm asking people, like, okay, if you have screenshots, talk to me about it. Like, show me what you're talking about. Tell me the performer's name, at least. And they said, I remember one person said, no, 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 you act like I would say something about their name in public. So, okay, fine, message me in private about it. They said, bold of you to assume I would talk about this privately. It's like, so you don't want to talk about this at all. You just want to trash somebody for literally no reason. Fine. So, uh, somebody steps up to start to ask for proof, right? And then when the proof comes out that there was nothing, right, they showed that there was no connection between me and Red Velvet Burlesque, Vita DeVoy decided to be a coward and blocked me. <laughs> okay, so wait, so let's just recap real quick, because this gets, there's a lot. Complicated, There's yeah. a lot to unpack here, and I know this is fresh. Yeah. This is a very recent breakup, so I know you're still pretty passionate. Yeah about yeah. this, but let's unpack it for the people a little bit here. Let's, we're going to reel it back a second. So so you did not have any connection with this Zero connection group. with the You did group. not know that the person that you were booking with had any connection nope. to this, or still don't know if this person even had any connection. You simply networked, said, I know performers, here's yep. the person who's booking, done. That was it. And then the burlesque community came for you. Yeah. And it was bad, y'all. Like, it was bad on Facebook. Like, I mean, it got pretty pretty nasty. People that I've known for 10 years, like, literal 10 years, not a single person messaged me, not a single person reached out to see what the truth was, just I started did. bashing. I posted. You were there behind the scenes, though, knowing what was going on. Like, I called you to tell posted. you. You posted. You did post, posted, and I appreciate that. Like, stop talking shit. No. <laughs> but, no. All right. So... I yeah. was not a part of any of this. I was all new to me, so sorry, but it's why I'm quiet. Please so, yeah, so, but the, but the person who did know you, or a lot of the people who did know you, um, didn't come to, nope. to the forefront to say anything positive. And even when I had asked for help, saying, where do I post about not being a part of Red Velvet, I was told from the community, you got to figure this out on your own. And it's pretty sad that you even have to post or defend in the sense that people weren't willing to talk to you offline or have this conversation or direct message you before, like, dragging your name through the mud. So yeah. it says a lot about, I mean, just social and society in general. It's, um, it's more for the fight, it seems like, than oh, anything yeah. else. Well, that's the unfortunate... A lot of the reason that I don't choose to do burlesque any longer was because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama that just simply... It's not peaceful in life. Like, <laughs> there's a, it's not filled with a lot of nice people. And there's a lot of people who claim to have anxiety or reasons that they're not so nice in a dressing room. But as somebody who has anxiety as well, I also know how to be polite and be nice to people in dressing rooms or online. It's fine so, that you can have anxiety, but that doesn't give you the right to be an asshole to people. Exactly. So in the end, like, what are you deciding to do? Are you fully breaking up with the burlesque community? Oh, Absolutely. There's yeah. a, a quote that's been ringing through my head uh, from 30 Rock. Okay. Always which a good is, one. Why does 1% of my revenue take up 99% of my problems? That. Yeah. Uh, over the years, the burlesque community has uh, dwindled, I believe, in the quality of shows. There are a couple of performers that are still doing a good job, but I believe that most of the time they're not. Let's be nice and name a good one because we've now said some shit. Oh, we haven't, I haven't named anybody else who did a poor show. Okay. All I said was the way that they handled things was poorly. 
Now, granted, I will also say I still don't think Vita's a good performer, but that's besides the point. That's me getting bitter. Uh, you are being bitter. <laughs> she is a phenomenal performer. Um, she was very talented in her heyday. Oh, that's right. I just called her old, oh, too. Oh, that would make me older. Because, <laughs> like, not, not cool, bro. Not cool. Um, I'm going to shout out a great performer, though, real quick, just to Jenna Beth. Oh, absolutely. Because a large Jenna portion Beth. of my career was also doing burlesque, and while I didn't have an actual break, I kind of ghosted, I guess. <laughs> I didn't break up with the burlesque media. I just didn't show up anymore. I was like, nah, that's cool. I'm, I'm here. Just I don't really perform. Someday I'll have, like, my, my reunion or my comeback tour or mm-hmm. something, you know, when I'm too old to shake some tassels around. But um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. if it weren't for Jenna, I don't know if I would have done, I definitely wouldn't have done as much as I did in burlesque over the years. And I, it was a blast. So thanks for that, Jenna. Way to go yeah. cupcake burlesque. Woo-hoo. Those were the good days. You know, and, and I guess, all right, I say all of this, and the reason that it does hit me so hard is because I did have a lot of fun in that scene. So truth be told, having the scene turn around on me like that with literal no reason was really hurtful because, I mean, we all did Supercon together. Yeah. You know, we did, uh, I mean, I did Tampa Bay with, you know, cupcake, right. and we traveled around the state doing shows. Like we, we all had some fun, and just kind of seeing people not stand up or not even reach out. Like I don't even care if people re- stood up for me publicly. The fact that nobody reached out—that was the tough part. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna that. pull the age card on this one and be like, "Isn't it like that all the time? Whenever like you hope that people will stand up for you after you have." Been through this and that with she them did. or whatever. I know she did, but I mean... Diana? The ones that surprised you for not backing you up. What surprised me was the entire industry. <clears throat> what surprised me was that it was 100% of the people in that industry did not reach out. It's, and that's what it... If it was one person... Okay, fine, one person. But in my brain, my brain has a hard time wrapping around 100% of the time. Because nothing's 100%, and seeing that 100% of the community did not reach out, that yeah. was the part that got me. It's almost like it was done on purpose. Yeah. I'm not egotistical enough to believe it was done on purpose. Oh, no, you got blacklisted, but I'm not sure, like, it just... What I did like was that they said something to the effect of using his vast network. <laughs> right. And I was like, I'm amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> this is so cool. I'm... Take it as that, at least, what you know? What else is I going to do, right? The notoriety in the world. Um, no. No. Hmm? Oh, no. Oh, no. So, how about you, Ryan? What was your yeah. worst breakup? Your worst work Let's breakup? See. <clears throat> I have one particular one where I'll say the owners are from a different country. Starts with an I. And for the tally. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's, um, I learned a lot in this company. A lot was put on my shoulders. A lot more than it was described in the job description when you first came in to apply for this job. Um, but I learned the ropes and, you know, I still managed and, I, I hung in there for as long as I did, um, but it just basically got to the point where there was a lot of disrespect because I feel like there was just something that, you know, 
they were looking for a reason. Um, but towards the end, it was more like they were. It, it, I got threatened, basically. Um, if I didn't do something a certain way, I was gonna be taken outside. And this was by my direct supervisor, who is an older man. He's probably in his late fifties at the time. Um, I, I didn't fight the guy, but it was very close. It got loud. People were, you know, kind of peeped out of their cubicles to see what was going on, but nothing. I, I nothing happened. It just fizzled out. I walked away, and that was the end of that job for me. But um, I, I I didn't do anything stupid. I kept my cool, but I was really upset because of the way that it was it was done. It was I, it was made to look like it was I made a mistake when I never did make a mistake. And to me, and I've always been this way. My wife here, Emily, can mm-hmm. attest to that. I I have always been a big stickler about being misunderstood because growing up I English is my second language if you can't tell but I always I I, I always had a hard time communicating especially in English and um I I I just couldn't be misunderstood because what's the point of communicating if you're going to be misunderstood I guess I don't know I feel like it's one of those I do enough wrong things on my own. I don't need to be accused of something else. Right. right. You know, like, trust me, I will I will mess up something on my own. Give me that. <laughs> you don't need to add to my list of things I've done wrong. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, it was a heavy stress job. Sure. I have, I have a funny job breakup. Oh. Okay. Uh, not to... Jump on your story. This is a just, new one. I didn't know where to go from there. And unscripted, I, guys. Unscripted. We're all unscripted. This is improv, folks. No, um, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I went to work for a company that I thought was going to be awesome. It was a tie-dyeing company. And I was like, I'm going to go and tie-dye clothing. Like, this is going to be a super amazing, fun job, right? Like, low-key, I'm going to be able to, like, chill out and tie-dye, right? And so I went to this place, and everybody was really not so friendly. Like, when I got there on my very first day, the lady in the front office just was really abrupt and didn't really tell me where to go. They told me, just walk into the back. You'll, you know, you'll see people back there. They'll help you. I walked into the back. I felt super lost. They put me at a desk, but it wasn't even my desk. They are just like, sit here for a little bit, and then we'll show you around. And it was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then... They were like, oh, there's there's donuts in the back. <laughs> you know this story. I know. Oh. They're like, there's donuts in the back. Come get a donut. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. So I, and I was hungry. I hadn't had breakfast. I was nervous. First day at a new job, right? I went into the back. There's now like two hours that I've been here just waiting, too. And I go into the back, and I get a donut. And I come back to this desk, and I put the donut on the desk. And then finally, somebody was like, oh, hi, come here. Come over here, and we'll introduce you. And I went over there to talk to them, and they started turning around the place. There was, like, no air conditioning. It was super hot. It was definitely, like, more like tie-dye sweatshop kind of thing. And then I went back to my desk, and somebody had taken my donut. What? Right? Like, it was gone. And I'm like, my stuff is here, so obviously that was my donut. 
I waited two hours for anybody at this place to talk to me. It is hot uh. as hell in here, and they took my donut? I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. And I went to the office, and I was like, I would not like to work here any longer. Somebody took my donut. I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went what, home. What did they say to that? To, like, somebody took my donut. I'm out. They didn't. I, like, honestly, I don't even remember, and I don't think they said much of anything. I was just so upset, and I was, like, ready to cry. Like, it was one of those oh. days where I'm just like, this is too much. <laughs> so I left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. What do you learn from that? Next time you take a bite of the donut, then you do what you got to do. And then you That's come a good lesson. Yeah, take a bite of the donut. Take a bite of the donut. So then I think that we can, like, existential that by saying, like, don't hesitate. That's our meme for this. Don't hesitate. Take a bite of the donut. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. claim that episode it. should be a bitten donut. Claim it. Claim I, it with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, well, I think on that note, we should end the episode. What What are we going to do that's better than... We're not. Yeah. I mean, eating donuts is kind of one of the great... Well, you disagree with this. Let's go get a donut. I can't... Donuts. I love... Don't, maybe this is why I don't like donuts anymore. Super traumatizing in a way. I can't... Like, I can't have that donut. No <laughs> donut ever again. <laughs> Never, never, never. Well, well, listen, if you guys have had a work breakup, if you quit a job in an extravagant way, if you got fired, if you got laid off, if you want to talk about it. If you saw somebody else get fired humorously, that yeah. we'd like to hear about, too. Not even hum- anyway, like a dramatic, like, oh, well, yeah, major, sure, like, just work breakup. Like, you want to hear crying. it all, like, Yeah. Call us. Don't call us. <laughs> Where are you going to call us? Email us. 555. Email us at hello at thebestbreakupever.com. Or you can go on our website. We have a submission form on the website at thebestbreakupever.com. And you can tell us your story and come on the show. Yay. We would love to talk to you. Can we buy a 555 number? Yeah, they're on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. 8675309. No, that's not our number. Don't that's call that number. Our... You're not going to get us. No. Um, you yes. Get Tommy too we though. can buy a 555 number. Absolutely. Maybe. I say yes. I'm lying. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to one of the kids. Um, <laughs> like, maybe we can. We'll think about it. That does Thanks wrong. again, guys, for listening in. And We're breaking our, up. Hearing our crazy stories. We're breaking up. <laughs> Bye. Good night.